Hey everybody, and uh, welcome back to Indie Corner Radio. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I've got an awesome guest here who hasn't been on this show. I have interviewed him, I think at least once before, um, at Scares That Care. But please welcome Dave Kerr. How you doing, Dave? Hey, how's it going, man? Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, um, Dave uh, did uh, some great movies like The Slasher Nurse, and I think you're now finishing up Return of Slasher Nurse. Uh, it's just Slash and Nurse. The first two was uh, Curse of the Slash and Nurse and then Return of the Slash and Nurse. And this is essentially a reboot. So we just shortened it and called it the Slash and Nurse. Nice. And then you also got uh, Bloody Summer Camp and you're doing Bloody Summer Camp too. You're you're in the, like the world of sequels right now. <laughs> yeah, it seems that way. Um, are you a fan of sequels? Sometimes. Some films, um, some films I feel like they're meant for sequels. Other films I feel like they're not, but they get a popularity and then they force one. Um, I'm all for, uh, you know, I'm all for trilogy sequels. You know, as, as long as it feels like it's, um, you know, it wasn't forced. Um, Bloody Summer Camp, when we did that, we always kind of had an idea that so we kind of left it that way, you know. Like Ginger Snaps, you know. Let me bring that up. Like you've you've seen that movie, right? Yeah. But then they made the sequel, it, which didn't make any sense because they, you know, spoiler alert. Um, it's been out for a while, so if you haven't seen it, then yeah. Uh, but she, the the one of the main girls died. So like, yeah. You know, so they. I don't think they were planning a sequel. They were just planning Ginger Snaps one, and that was it. And then it became a hit, so they made um ginger snaps too and it's sort of i guess they tried to make it make sense and then ginger snaps three it was just like just just it was just an, another like thing because it was you know back in time and the two girls looked just you know it was just like okay, yeah whatever you know and i mean i i love i love the series but uh silent night deadly night um as that progressed i mean you could tell they had no plans for a sequel and All right Everyone just got weirder and weirder the further they got away. So, um, but you know, it, it it sparked some interesting sequels. Yeah, I need to buy the ones I think like Vestron or somebody like that uh, put out a bunch of them. So I need to get those at some point. You know, um, but I I enjoy this. I I enjoy what I've seen of the Silent Night Deadly Night. I need to watch more of them because just been yeah. yeah. I, I love the I love the first one. Uh, second one has is more of a rehash of the first one, but it's got some iconic scenes like you know Garbage Day. And, Garbage uh, Day, yeah, that's 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 believe, the one everybody remembers. <laughs> I believe the third one was Bill Mosley. That one was a that one was a weird one. I remember that, the I that that one was a toy maker and had a big name star in it too. Like, yeah, Brian Brian Bremer was the toy maker in uh, in the uh, Nightmare Out oh, shit Silent Night Deadly Night toy maker. So, what are some of like your influences? Like, what are the movies that like inspire you? Uh, yeah, horror wise, I've always loved the the eighty slashers. Obviously, that's what. Um, that's what inspired me to start making films in the first place was I wanted to make a, a slasher film. I grew up, um, you know, loving, uh, 
Halloween, you know, um, Friday the 13th. The biggest one that when I was a kid that I really liked was Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, but, you know, th those were the ones that, that stuck with me. Um, and then I take inspiration from from a lot a lot of films. Any film that I feel like um, changes things up, I'm I'm always kind of motivated by those films. Um, it's hard anymore to do anything that's original or do anything new because you know everyone's done everything. But I always try to find something unique. You know, mm -hmm. I'm always looking for some kind of. Um, Something different. We didn't do that with Blaze Summer Camp. Blaze Summer Camp was specifically supposed to be just a, a love letter to the 80s, 80s films. But, you know, when we did Go Away, we had a little twist in there that we wanted to do. And our film that we're going to be doing next year called, called Awfully Strange Night, that is probably one of the weirdest films that, that I'll have done. You know, I'm always trying to branch out, even though I do get pulled back and doing slashers a lot. Well, I mean, your company's, you know, called Slasher Fifteen, right? Like, it's a. a I thought, I thought that's all you would do, you know, like <laughs> horror films, yeah. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not tied directly straight to slasher films. Um, the the actual name was a combination of when I was originally going to um, join up with another person and their their uh, company, and it didn't pan out but i just kind of kept the name that's a catchy name i like it you know and it definitely you know if you hear that name you you know horror you know like there's no yeah it's just like my company sick flick productions you know like i mean you're not gonna think oh that's a family-friendly comedy you know <laughs> company yeah. or whatever you know and that's fine that's what you know what i want want to do um but you know that's what you want to do. You got into horror, and you wanted to make horror, and you want to make a company name that signifies you do horror. You know that makes sense. Yeah. Now, are you ever thinking about doing, um, you know, like a regular comedy or drama or something that doesn't have horror in it? Uh, I'd like to, um, but it's a little more difficult. Um, I've written scripts that weren't horror films before. And um, I always kind of toy with it. I don't know if I'll ever make um, make one of those films, but I do write those films from time to time. If I get inspired, I'll do, you know, just a straight comedy or just a straight uh, dramedy yeah. adventure type stuff. But um, as far as one of the biggest things is, uh, you know, unless we do go the route at some point of getting investors and stuff like that, Crowdfunding anything outside of horror is a big challenge because, um, you know, you, well, I think we would still have a lot of support now that maybe in the future we can do it because, you know, every film that we put out, we do gain kind of a, a following of people who support us regardless of what we make. So, you know, maybe in the future, but I know right now, the whole thing is like if you're if you're making anything other than a, a horror film is is really difficult to get um, get crowdfunding uh, attention. You mm -hmm. don't have the flash. You don't have the flashy killers and you know stuff like that to draw people. Really. Yeah, I mean your your perks, you know, usually are stuff probably like get killed in a movie or something, you know, or whatever, yeah. and. Uh, 
what would it be for a romantic comedy? Get kissed in a movie, you know, or something? Like, I mean, be a back, be a background character. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's small stuff like that. Yeah, it definitely doesn't have the glam of the horror genre behind it. No, I say not saying you couldn't get crowdfunding, but it, it would the budget would be much smaller. And I feel like it's even more difficult because when you're not killing people and, and spraying blood everywhere, people are paying a lot more attention to the other things, and they're less like, forgiving. Like the acting, you know? Yeah. Which, in a horror yeah. film, you can have bad acting because uh, it yeah. kind of makes it more fun sometimes, you know? Yeah, the, the cheesy acting, you know, they forgive you if, if any of the acting is a little, little cheesy because that's kind of part of the appeal to it. Yeah, and plus most of those characters die anyway, so like they people are only there to watch these people get killed in some way or another, you know? Like they're not yep. there to, to root, well, sometimes they're there to root for them, so you want the better actors to be the main characters, you know? <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's, that's the beauty of horror. Um, so when you were, when you were a kid, um, you said you grew up watching, you know, the 80s slasher films or whatever, but was that your main childhood or did, did you kind of get older and get into that? No, that was my main childhood. Honestly, uh, you know, a lot of people ask, Hey, what was the first horror movie you ever saw? I have no idea. I don't remember a time where it was like, oh, if I, am I the first horror film I ever saw? I remember horror films that I don't know the title to. I'm rediscovering horror films that I've seen but didn't know that I've seen because, you know, when I was a kid, I, I watched it. There's still one one uh, one film in my... I found, a, I found a bunch of them, but I don't know if it's an episode of... of uh, like Tales of the Crypt. I don't know if it's some B movie. There's some fucking film that I remember where this kid was force fed chicken eggs by a bunch of other kids that were bullying him. And then he, he's like grown up and he's bald and he's like, I don't even know if he's a killer. He's just fucking deranged looking. And he's, he goes in like a supermarket and starts eating chicken eggs. I have no fucking clue what film that is, but I remember it. And um, um, Pledge, Pledge Night, that was one that I found recently. Uh, Acid Sid. Uh, there's just so many horror films that I that I saw, and I didn't know what they were when I was a kid. But then I, you know, I said I'm finding them again. So it, horror was uh, was a part of my childhood. That's so funny. Um, I I sort of have an exact opposite sort of thing. Like I was. Uh, I was into like the Disney horror. I was talking to um, Michael yesterday, Michael McGlynn, your buddy, um, uh, about. Yeah, I've, um, I've, I've heard of him. You've heard of him, yeah. He's, <laughs> you know, uh, he um, was talking about, or we were talking about, um, uh, I, I got into like, you know, um, Disney horror. So I watched stuff like Mr. Boogity. You know, I don't know if you remember that or not, but it's like this guy who would go, Boogity, Boogity, Boo. I'm not kidding. I'm not making that up. And that was like, that stuff scared me as a kid, you know? So I was easily scared, you know? And I'd read like the Friday the 13th novels, but I'd be too scared to watch the movies, you know, and stuff like that, because I don't know. I just, it just terrified me, but the, the books and everything, you know, didn't terrify me as much, but it did still kind of scare me. And so I yeah. got into horror 
but I got really into horror later in life. So I always love talking to people who've been into horror pretty much since childhood, you know, because a lot of them do grow up to become horror filmmakers because of it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, 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 I did, uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't into horror the entire time, you know, I had a, I watched a bunch of horror films while I was a child. I've always loved horror, but there was a period there where I, I, uh, yeah, I watched a lot of comedy films. And then, uh, then I got with my wife and she loved horror films and I kind of got back into horror films. But yeah, it's, it's been there <laughs> since I was a kid. And I think that's why I favor the 80s slashers because that's that's my childhood. That's like, you know, when you see something and, and it brings back that nostalgic feel, um, that's what the 80s slashers are to me because that's what I remember as, you know, growing up. Definitely. Um, I love, uh, I, yeah, I grew up on Jason. I grew up on Michael. I did not grow up on Freddy. Um, I was terrified of Freddy as a kid. Like I thought Freddy was scary looking. And I think I watched, I think I watched part five. Yeah, it was part five. The one where the girl's like her face kind of blows up or whatever. She gets fat and fat and she like explodes or whatever. Yeah. I don't it was it her face or her body, something like that. It was like she just I think kept it's the whole eating. thing. Yeah, she just kept eating and everything. And that terrified me because that was on cable, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't scary. It wasn't gruesome enough where they cut it. So you could watch it on like USA. And I was like terrified of that shit. <laughs> I think I liked it. I think that that appealed to me more as a kid because of Freddie's joking personality. You know, I think that that because, you know, I also I loved Ernest movies. I fucking loved Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, so I think even even though Freddie was a horror film. I think that I'm not as much of a Friday of, of a Nightmare on Elm Street fan now, more of a Halloween fan. But I think that's what I, why I, it appealed to me when I was younger was because of his comical. And also some of the deaths were kind of comical, like when the, the giant fucking um, Q-tip, you know, they stuck in the deeds, stuck in the ear and stuff. You know, it was almost like he was a horror uh, cartoon character, you know, oh, yeah. the stuff that he did. Yeah, and Freddy versus Jason, he has, a, has that line where he's like, got your nose! <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> like, what <laughs> am I watching here? Um, <laughs> but it's it's so goofy and silly that you just don't, you know, the, uh, he sort of becomes like, uh, I, I remember uh, I had to review Wes Craven's New Nightmare, and they were talking about how all these kids were like in the audience waiting for Freddy, you know, to come <laughs> out and everything. Um. And I'm like, like four year old kids and shit are just like <laughs> they love Freddy and and how does this this rated R movie monster? None of them were ever PG thirteen, become this like icon that like kids are in love with it, you know? And and he specifically killed kids. Yeah, <laughs> that was his whole that was his whole thing. Yeah, targeted well, kids. I think because in the first one it was released kind of creepy and scary the second one it got a little goofy you know um especially like with uh mark doing all that dancing and shit like it just got really weird and goofy and it was like okay this is but freddie was still freddie you know he did not change his like sort of tone and then i think in three when he had like the tv on the girl's head and all that it just became 
one-liners and silliness and and everything. Uh, it's so. it's kind of similar to to Chucky. The first couple Chucky's, and then by the time you get to Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, it's just getting more and more comical and you know less horror, more horror comedy. Exactly. Um, except then, then it goes back with like Cult of Chucky and whatnot. It's less comedy. Yeah. He tried to tried to bring it back, I guess, to to what originally back, was doing. Yeah, back to his roots. Yeah. yeah, which I think they're trying to do for a lot of characters. Like they did that, tried to do that with Freddy with the um with the, with the remake, and that was so bad that nobody cared. <laughs> like, like it just yeah, they they. They had something and then they lost it with that mm -hmm. film. Um, they definitely, I think they, they were in going in the right direction on the horror aspect of it, but they got too far away from Freddy. The design, the character, it, the it design just, looked like the Grinch stole Freddy. You know, yeah, yeah that, like it just looked terrible. Um, it was like that cat in the hat. As Freddy Krueger, you know. I get that you're trying to go more realistic, but you still got to have him look like fucking Freddy Krueger. Don't mm -hmm. have him look like a burn victim. Have him at least still look like Freddy Krueger. Right. But, uh, yeah, so it was... Uh, and, I mean, I think they changed his tone, too, because, like, in the first Freddy, uh, first Nightmare on Elm Street... He, I don't think he was a child molester or anything. He was just a child. Yeah, he just killed children, right? Like I think, was... I, yeah. So I think in the original, I think that was their plan, but they they didn't do it because of that whole. Th I think originally he was supposed to be, but yeah, in the originals, I don't think that ever made that context never made it to the screen. Mm -hmm. So I think in, in the newer remake, wasn't it more like that? Like more CD? Oh yeah, yeah. And they they showed they showed that the girl found photo. They never showed the photos, but they showed the girl found photos and and was and it it proved that Freddie was what they thought he was. And um, again, it was implied, and they never said it out loud. But yeah, they were saying that he was a child molester. Now to go back to your work. You know, where I I do generally get off on little things and stuff, and I love hearing hearing other people's opinions on movies. So um, that's great. But you know, um, do you do you like jokey kind of goofy characters who are funny like that? Do you like the Freddies and the Chuckies? Yeah, uh, to to a, to a point. Um, I know a lot of people. Doug, uh, Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky. I kind of fell off of Chucky when he got into that phase. I like the originals better. Um, I like comedy in horror films, um, but you know, there it, it depends if, if you do it right. You know, you've got like Art the Clown that's funny when he kills, but um, and it works. But, you know, you have to kind of pick your moments with that and you can't let it take away from the from the horror aspect of the film. You know, you can't have a have a death, you know, come out more of a joke because then you're, then you're taking the, the, you know, the scary part out of the film. I try to, when I do films, I try to have comedy in the films uh, in between the killings 
but when there's actually killing, I try to focus more on the horror aspect of it because I don't want a, I don't want a, a death to be um, ruined by a joke. Right. And I agree with that. I think there are, I, and I sort of like, cause I know a lot of people get on Eli Roth about a lot of stuff, but I, I hate when, you know, it's, it's just one liners and shit. Like I'll knife you later, you know, and stuff. <laughs> it has no, like, you know, I sort of agree with Eli on that. Like it, it, it doesn't have any fun to it. Now I haven't seen Thanksgiving yet, but it seems like, that's more along lines of like uh, a Friday the 13th or scream or whatever, but like, you know, less talky with the killer, I think, you know, um, I kind of yeah. want to see Thanksgiving though, just cause you know, I know. Yeah. Slashers. I have a tendency to look up spoilers. I've actually managed to not watch any, not read any spoilers about that film. Cause I do plan on watching it. I mean, there's been a lot of, positive um talk about the film mm -hmm. um so i haven't looked up anything about it eventually i am going to watch it and, and um i want to go into it um without knowing what's going on just because i've heard good things about it so i hope i'm not disappointed i hope i'm not disappointed either um i love eli uh but a lot of people hate on him i don't know why i think it's just because a lot of people in this industry, uh, especially like people who are into horror films, they tend to just uh, get on a bandwagon against, you know, popular things that are popular, you know. And yeah, well, people didn't like him at, for for the hostile films because it was just torture porn, and that it wasn't really horror. And then he does horror, and then they still don't like. Him. Yeah, <laughs> I just... I loved uh I loved the original Cabin Fever. Yeah, um, I thought I did not watch movie. the remake because, like, why do I want to watch a shot for shot remake? Yeah, it's it's a fucking shot for shot. I can't understand why I would ever watch that. It makes mm -hmm. no sense. Now, if they did another Cabin Fever, like Cabin Fever, what four or whatever, I'd be all down. I with it. Yeah, I saw Patient Zero. I may, I think, I may have seen Part Three. I mean, they they got worse as they went on, but you know. <laughs> I did didn't, see those. Did Ty West do part two or something? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And it's crazy to think, like, you know, the guy who brought us X, and I love him. I think he's a great director. I honestly do. I think he's fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, I've only seen X. I haven't seen the uh, haven't Pearl. Seen Pearl. No. Yeah. I want to see Pearl and... I have heard some stuff about this new one because it's there's a lot of it's a lot of stuff going on, I guess, behind the scenes in that one uh, with Mia yeah, Goth and everything. Maxine, yeah, yeah, but uh, which I I could care less about because like I I wasn't there, you know. Like, well, my favorite part about that is when people automatically like, you know, oh the the background actor's line, he's full of shit. I'm like. I mean, how fuck do you know? <laughs> I don't know if it. I don't know if it happened or not. You know, <laughs> how and can you just automatically say, "Oh, that dude's full of shit"? Yeah, I, uh, I completely agree. I, I kind of try to keep out of that like stuff and say that stuff, um, uh, just because I don't know. You know, I don't know what yeah. happened, so I wasn't there. Yeah. And I mean, she, it, she might not have did it, but yeah. she might have. I, yeah, I don't fucking know. 
and I don't know her period, you know, um, yeah. I, I know I'm... like, I, I know people will start getting a bit, little bit of a head when big head, when they start becoming more and more popular, but like, I've heard great things about her on sets from different people. Yeah. So whatever, whatever, you know, but what were you saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, like I said, you, you just don't know. I mean, she, she might not have did it. I mean, you know, don't crucify her until, you know, unless there was evidence, but at the same time, God, don't, don't throw the other dude down and, and call him a liar just cause you're a fucking, uh, you know, my golf, golf thing, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I may I may uh, tweak this in a second if you don't feel comfortable, and we might change the subject in a second. But there was a there was an announcement of a guest uh, at a yeah. convention, and yeah. uh, and it's so funny because some people will say, "Oh, the person was acquitted," you know, and everything. I'm like, that doesn't make him innocent. That just makes them not be able to find evidence to to prove he was guilty of that at that time. Like, so yeah. it, it's, I'm not going to say what or whatever. I just don't want to get this going on YouTube. I don't want you know, any kind of trash talk, but uh, people who, you know, so I'm sure other people will know what I'm talking about and everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do well, you have anything to say on that or no? Yeah. Well, my, my whole thing is, is like you said, um, I, I saw someone else, they say, you know, they're against cancel culture. I am too. When the cancel culture stuff happened and people were getting thrown under the bus for an allegation, that shit was getting out of hand. Like someone would get accused of something and they would be let go before an investigation was ever even made. I was definitely against that. Right. That being said, if you have multiple allegations against you. 30. And... And one of the reasons that you get off is because multiple people who had those allegations happened to die before he, before going to court. I'm not saying you're guilty, but maybe don't invite him to a convention because you don't, again, like the other shit, you don't know either way. And the, the fact is that this guest has upset a lot of people and if i was a convention i would not have booked someone that i knew was going to call such that i mean you got people that are you know that are fucking you know canceling their fucking uh their tickets you know i mean was it really worth it to to lose uh people that have been coming to your convention for years you know to me I don't know if the person's guilty. I don't think anyone knows, but there was a lot of stuff against that person. And like you said, just because they were they were acquitted does not mean that it was proven that none of that stuff happened. And I've heard multiple stories. Now, once again, they are stories. They are things that aren't necessarily you can't prove that this is a fact, right? They are you know, stories, but I've heard multiple stories about that said person and the stuff that they've done in the past on, uh, you know, old projects that I'm just like, I don't, I like, yeah, like you said, like, why, just because they are going to be the biggest person you've ever had at the convention, yeah, that's probably also because 
you know, they're a big person because everybody knows, you know, then doesn't like them. Like, it's just well, it's silly to me. And then, then, there, then there's the security thing because yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of people that are really, really not happy about this. And I can't help but think that it wouldn't surprise me if stuff was said to him. I mean, I'd I'd be I'd be scared if I was convinced running about how that was going to go down. You know, I mean, just, I'm not going. To me, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't going anyway. Like I wasn't ever planning to go, but uh, but now, like I, I I definitely like even if I were going or planning to go, I would pull out because. I don't want to be around that. That's going to be a very negative scene at one point. And I, I kind of like in a way, like I, 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 I kind of feel bad. Uh, like this sounds terrible for saying, but I kind of feel bad for him in a way because like he is, you know, he's outcasted by everybody. He's blacklisted. He's not able to get work. Right. So this is like, this is not, something he probably would have done if he were still on like a Netflix show or something, you know, oh, yeah. like he would not have done this. This is beneath him sounding like that sounds terrible, but like this is beneath him. However, him going there now, he's putting himself in a very awkward position where there are going to be people who don't like him. And they're probably not just protesters, but there are going to be people who are going to get probably violent toward him. You know, it's very possible. Stuff. Yeah. And they are risking the chance that the the convention themselves and, and they could say, well, he wanted to do it, so it's fine. But they are risking the chance that he might there might be something bad happen at that convention. Well, I don't well, want there, it to, but I'm just there, that that could cause problems with the guests too. I mean, that could cause violent interactions with the guests. Guests could get mad at other guests for getting his autograph. Guests could get in fights over stuff being said. The thing is, is that conventions, horror conventions have been prided on being this place where fans, you know, tend to get along. It seems a lot of people like to think of it as, you know, as a gathering of friends. And then you have this that that is just, man, hundreds. Uh, so they have been they have been uh, controlling the negative comments under their post. Mm -hmm. Which is another is another thing that have been has been had been making people mad because um because they were censoring essentially uh but when other people shared the post on their own page I saw one under a Joe Bob group it had 182 comments and I'm not shitting you that 99 percent of them were negative. I yeah. mean, there's a there's a lot of negativeness towards this, and to me, like you said, it might be the biggest cats they've ever had. But I mean, I I I I don't know who looked at that and was like, "This will be fine." I I mean, look, I'm not saying that he is guilty, you know, because no. I mean, we don't know. He never he was found innocent, so okay, and it you know, innocent until proven guilty, but like. I have to ask you this because I've been thinking about it, you know, hardcore. I was like thinking, okay, the a lot of these things are old cases, right? And a lot of it was probably behind closed doors, right? Unless mm -hmm. they had like an actual like conversation 
with him on like a text or something where he admitted to it. There is no evidence that there would never yeah. be any evidence. So there was well, and, no way to, you know. And people, it. people were like, people were like, well, well, the, like you said, like, well, the, this is years old. You know, if if it was if it really happened, then why didn't they come forward before? Look at fucking Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. How many years did he get away with it before they found Bill Cosby? How many years? Back then, people did not do that. When you had someone of that stature, a lot of people, who the hell are you versus yeah. who the hell are they? They were afraid of them because most of the time, if they do go to the cops, especially, this sounds terrible, but guys, because this were dudes, you know, and everything. Um, when a dude goes to a, a thing and says, you know, I've been sexually assaulted to a cop, most cops go, what the, you know, like, sexually assaulted? Like, you're yeah. a dude. Well, you know, can't you and, protect yourself? And I'm sure he's got lawyers that they were well aware that, you know, any, like you said, there's no evidence, you know, his lawyers would have kept that from sticking and then you're the one who went up against this person. Um, there could be a dozen reasons why. The, the thing is, though, the biggest thing is, is the quantity of allegations. You know, I mean, it's, anyone can, can have false allegations, but when they start stacking up, that's when it starts to be like, you know, is it really possible that all these people are lying? Mm -hmm. But well, again... Yeah. Again, you don't you don't know either way, but to me, that I could, as soon as I saw that, I was like, "That's not a good idea." Yeah, you know, like I, I saw somebody write, "Like, uh, well, now we're going backwards." You know, like, I hope I, I hope they at least had a meeting and discussed the pros and cons of it. I mean, if I, they did, I can't believe that they that they went through with it. But I hope that they at least like didn't just blindly do it and at least like okay well what's the what's what's the negative that's going to happen i hope they at least weighed it and determined in their eyes that it was still worth doing because i hope it wasn't just a oh this will be fine <laughs> i mean how does how does one even like think about that like does somebody go oh man uh let's get him for our convention uh, so let's hey, see if he, he'll, if he, you know, he's not doing anything these days. He might, he might, <laughs> he might be pretty desperate, you know. Yeah, or he um, might have been the one who contacted them and said, "I don't think so, though." Because, no offense. Um, I, I love that 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 convention, but it, they're they're kind of small potatoes compared to like some of the bigger conventions. Days, yeah. So like, that was probably another deal breaker for it. You know, it's like this is a smaller company, so it's well, not going to get. I've the, seen. I've seen two other instances recently where con, uh, two uh, different cons did something similar. But those two people, I could see some people not knowing about it. You know, because like um certain person from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you know, that said person you know it did broke my heart stuff. man yeah but i could see that that i don't recall ever seeing that in the news i mean if it was 
him versus the guy that we're talking about, you know, one made major news. The other might have been on the news, but probably wasn't that big of a of a story. So I can see those two where they got the person but didn't realize that there was anything. And then like, oh, shit. And then when they got the backlash, they took them off. This right. one is like this. This was like in the media for years, like during the whole process. It's it's hard to believe that that they I mean, they obviously knew about it and i guess they thought well like you you know like everyone said well oh dismissed so you know he's clear I think you know that's probably what they thought is like okay well this guy you know is is acquitted of all charges so um let's uh you know we can have him because that's what we'll say we'll say he was found not guilty so what are you guys complaining about well i mean it's it's well, Victor Salva served his time in jail, but I still wouldn't need one. Well, yeah, but I mean, most convention I don't think any conventions ever had Victor, you know. I hope they, the fuck not, because, you know, like, I mean, it, they've had all the other characters and, and cast from yeah. uh, his movies, and that's fine, because, you know, they never, as far as I know, never did anything wrong. Um, But for, you know, it's it's insane to me that you know, um, this guy did this on multiple people, like 30 people have come out and and three, at least three of them ended up dead before the trial. And yet people are going, well, he was, he was acquitted. Here's, so. <laughs> here's, here's another example. Uh, O.J. Simpson was found not guilty, but I would not book him at a con. Right. And then. <laughs> Oh man, I saw one person bring that up, and the other person was like, "Is that all you got, man, to bring up OJ? Are they even in the same category?" I'm like, "Yes, yeah, kind of." Well, then again, OJ only had well, OJ only had two victims, but he only had two victims, and both <laughs> can't speak. You know, can't share. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, his glove didn't fit, so he must have quit. <laughs> But yeah. uh, I don't but, know. Like I like I would not want if I'm if I saw OJ Simpson, I would probably walk the other way, and that's how I kind of <laughs> feel about this guy. Like if I saw this guy, uh, you know, walking down the halls of a convention, I'd walk the other way because I wouldn't want like it would be it would be bad news period for anybody to be associated with him, and it's it sucks when people like like James Franco was was you know, had a lot of crap. He did something really fucking stupid and he got, you know, he got his jail, but he served his, he served his stuff. He owned what he did. He said everything. Uh, this other guy goes on Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then blames being drunk for his actions. No, 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 no. You can't do that. That's no, like you have to own it up if you're going to like, you know, whatever so i don't know it's just uh lots of crap you know with this so yeah um like i said um he you know not saying he did it not saying he didn't do it but just think it was a bad idea because a lot of people feel very um strong about their opinions about that yep and you know me personally um like I said, I probably wouldn't want to meet him. Wouldn't want to get his autograph or a picture. Like, what if you, 
get a picture with him, like a photo op, and then you post it online. You know how, many, <laughs> how much crap you're gonna get? Here with my buddy. <laughs> Here, you know, especially if he's like with kids. Ah. Oh my god! Can you even? Oh, let I didn't him? think about that. Yeah, can you even let oh, him do that? Like, oh, a family <laughs> photo. <laughs> Oh God, this is this is not this is not going to go well. And I, I I wouldn't be surprised if if it happens just like the uh, the Beetlejuice actor, you know, uh, where it just kind of like they blame somebody else. Oh no no it's, no he's not coming. He he declined or whatever. He he's no longer yeah. because I guarantee you he's going to get he, uh, them themselves like are going to get death threats, you know. Or you know other things happening because of this. This is not the way you want to run a convention, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I, like I said, I, I would, I would have thought that that you know, especially as you're growing as a as a convention, that you would purposely try to avoid anything that would put because they could have gotten anyone else, someone else, mm -hmm. and got their fans excited without pushing any fans away instead they get someone my guess is they got him to bring in more people who don't usually come right so i feel like you're alienating your all your target uh customers to try and bring in one timers who are only going to come because of him and never come again yeah, and they're not even they're gonna spend their two hundred, five hundred, whatever dollars on him, and then they're gonna walk out of the convention and it's, it's, dude, it's not it, gonna be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh like last year they they had a rock star, which made more sense. You know, nothing there was nothing negative about that, but that line was in, was crazy, incredibly long. Um Oh, so you went to and, that convention? Yeah. So you're not yeah, going to a, this one, are you? No, no, I'm not going. <laughs> to. And it has nothing. It has nothing to do with that. I, just, I wasn't going anyways. Okay. Um. um <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's yeah. Funny. I'm I just mean, too busy. Too busy with everything else. I haven't really been attending cons, you know, at all recently. I just noticed, like, you can't say anything about anybody on on Facebook without people getting some kind of heat uh heated uh with the debate or whatever like uh i just said something about how britney Spears, like happy birthday britney spears um i you know i adore her even though right now she's going through through some crazy time you know there's some crazy mm -hmm. times and i was talking about her like you know her uh instagram stuff just playing with knives and and just looking i don't know a little weird like just there's something <laughs> manic about her right now and yeah. I'm just saying that, and then all of a sudden, oh my god, I'm talking about her book, or I'm talking about all this other shit, and I'm just, and then people are unfriending me or blocking me over it, and I'm just like, really? Like, I all I said was that, you know, I kind of felt sorry for her. That was it, you know. Like she's going through some stuff, you know. Like, yeah, I, I mean, one, I, you know, I'm 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 glad she's free now. But I'm glad she's free. At the, at the same time, yeah, I'm like. I, I do hope that someone is is watching over her because you know um, 
it's almost like because she's been kind of contained so long that she still just got kind of like a child like mine, you know, it's like, yeah, I don't think that anyone should, I don't think anyone should be controlling her, but I feel like someone should be at least keeping an eye on her, just to ensure that she, you know, she's, you know, safe. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. When she was playing with the knives, I was a little worried. And they, and then she said they were fake knives. They did not look like fake knives. Um, they, they, they were clanking. Unless she added the fucking sound in afterwards, they were clanking when she was hitting them together. Yeah. So I think she was having fun, and then it caused a lot of controversy because she's just, I don't know. She, she's not used to like this tiktok uh instagram world you know so she's she's like it's like she's going in really full full force and it's great like i love that like i'm okay with that as long as she's like like make sure she is actually like stable right now which she maybe she is maybe i'm a little you know i'm going a little crazy but i i didn't expect people to like go oh well i don't i don't like your attitude so i'm not and i'm like all right <laughs> peace i guess i don't know like comes with the, comes with the territory of speaking your opinion. I mean, yeah. Even if even if you're not saying anything out of the way, if you speak your opinion, you always have the um have the chance of people misinterpreting what you say mm-hmm. and getting getting mad over something you didn't even you weren't even implying. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm sure you get a lot of that too. Just posting whatever you post. You know, sometimes I'm sure you post things that are other than work post like stuff you know that your opinions yeah um i try to be a little conscious about what i post every time i post anything i always know you know is it worth posting this because if i post this then more than likely it's going to be filled with comments and the comments will be this and so i always kind of weigh stuff and whether it's worth posting but um it reflects your uh business, not just yourself, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people don't realize that, I don't think, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you uh I I've dealt with people in the past that that have um put their foot in their mouth and you know, they're posting stuff on Facebook and I'm like, you know, maybe you should have a separate Facebook because you know, you're you're wanting to be an actor. And, but you're posting stuff that is alienating a lot of people from, from wanting anything to do with you. You know, maybe you should have a private one and keep your acting stuff on a different one because you post these opinions and you're you're gonna be you're cutting yourself out of jobs. I think I know one person you're talking about on that, and uh, I kind of laugh when I see that sort of stuff because it's it's, it's like okay, so your political opinion is your political opinion, whatever, you know, but do you only want to work with people who have your political opinion or do you want to work yeah. with everybody, you know, and well, if you only want to work with people who have your political opinion, then, you know, by all means. Yeah. I actually had to I actually had to let someone go who was originally, originally supposed to be in bloody summer camp, the original one. Um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't political, it was more of a of a, a opinion about uh, certain stuff, uh, but the thing is, 
you know, I didn't care. I mean, I, I didn't agree with him, but he pissed off a bunch of the cast members. And I'm like, I got to let go of you or I got to, you know, deal with four other fucking people that are pissed off because of you. And you're the one that ran your mouth, not them. So I ended up having to, to, to recast that person because he, you know, no one wanted to fucking work with him because he basically, his opinion insulted, you know, half the fucking cast. I mean, it was, it was a careless opinion. Um, and like I said, it struck a nerve because it, it, it had to do with, um, uh, it, had, it had to do with nudity. And we had several cast members that, that didn't mind doing nudity. And, um, Basically says stuff like um, people who do nudity will never have uh, a, a stable marriage and shit like that. And it was just like what? really, yeah. Like first of all, I mean, I don't know the person who you're talking about, nor do I do I care. Yeah. You know, but you know, to say something like that, you know, like judging like that, you know, of that person, like they don't. They don't know that person well enough to probably say that, you know. He, just... he, he, he's it seemed like it came from something personal with him. I don't know what, but it just came out of nowhere and it felt like he there was a reason for him posting it something, something in his life. I don't know, but when he posted it, uh, he pissed people off, they said stuff, and he doubled down on it. And I was, I tried to tell him, like, dude, just you know. Maybe let the shit go. I mean, you know, you're insulting these fucking people. Half of them, you know, have done nudity and are doing nudity in this film. And he he doubled down on them. Like, all right, well, you're gone. Yep. You know, I said, no one wants you on a fucking set now. No. So. Um, you know, I, I've been lucky right now that I haven't had that sort of thing happen. Um, I did have. I did have one thing and it wasn't like I I had uh I had this actor uh well is act young actress and I'm not gonna say who the name is, but um maybe you've been contacted by her father at some point or whatever. But I had this one actress that was signed on to be in one of my projects and unfortunately we didn't raise enough money to fly her and her father and put them out and give them money. Like, you know, I thought we were going to. So I said, I'm sorry, we're going to have to find somebody local. And they got the 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 father got pissed at me and was just like and and then anytime I would do like a Kickstarter or something, he would comment on the Kickstarter thing. Then, oh, man, this guy again, don't put money, you know, like trying <laughs> to kill my business and everything just because I had to recast and everything. And uh, I was just like what the hell and then i found out later other people they're like don't work with this person at all too and i'm like thank you why do people keep putting you know and his his daughter's getting older now so she's gonna hopefully be able to one day like not need him and you know to to do everything so hopefully that'll happen for for her because uh he is he is like the worst uh dad manager or whatever dadager I think because there's yeah. a momager, what's a dadager, I guess, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know if you, uh, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but, um, you mm, know. I don't think so. Yeah. Good. That doesn't sound familiar. Good. Hopefully you don't ever have to deal with that person, but 
uh, when I dealt with him, and I won't ever name him or whatever, but he will probably, you could probably find out if he ever posts again on any, like, if I ever do another Kickstarter or something, you know? Yeah. Ugh, it's just annoying, you know? Because that's what he seems to search as Kickstarters to find work for his daughter. And I just, I think, I mean, you, you've worked with young actors before, right? Yeah, uh, the last one, uh, Slashers, we had a couple, um, couple people under eighteen. And what uh, was it easy dealing with their parents? Uh yeah. Well, I mean, we most of them we only have for one day, so yeah, it was kind of like um, they there's two two people um, they came for two days, and uh, yeah, both their parents were fine. And then the other two people, they only came for a day. They're only there for a couple hours. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it went pretty well, um, considering like it was such a short period of time. Um, so yeah, I didn't really have problems. You know, it's funny because I've interviewed a couple um, teen actors and stuff, and they are so freaking smart. Like, I was like, man, when I was a teenager, I was dumb as shit. These kids, yeah. these kids actually know what the fuck's up. They, uh, they know how these characters are and how to break it, you know, do all this stuff. And I'm just like, damn, like when I was, when I was your age, I was doing drama and I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. You know, these people, like, I think it's because the internet and because of like YouTube and being able to like really learn the craft, you know, doing class. Yeah, they, uh, the 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 kids that we worked with, I was um, I was really impressed with them. We had some some really talented uh, uh, actresses. Um, they're the opening uh, the opening sequence of the of, uh, of the film. I think it's going to be. I think the opening scene's going to be a pretty memorable one, especially the two lead girls that we had cast, uh, Caroline Williams and uh, Molly Murphy. They did amazing. Hey, Caroline Williams. Yeah, not the Caroline Williams from like te Texas Chainsaw. Oh shit! No, um, I I always I'm sorry, Caroline Johnson. Okay, I always get the wounds because um, the the kid um Sawyer, his dad his dad's name is David Williams. So I always get the the kids' names and stuff. Yeah, Caroline Johnson, David Williams, um, Molly Murphy, and um. Oh, she's Adrian. Uh, shit, I'm. I don't want to mispronounce the name. Um, uh, Ariana Harris. Yeah. Oh, Ariana. That was who I was uh, talking about. I interviewed her. And she was just like she knew her shit, man. She was very smart, yeah. and uh, and she's doing a lot of work. Um, mm -hmm. and it's it's fun that I think she's from Virginia, so um. Uh, I I adore her completely, and I think she's a sweetheart, you know. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully she blows up and gets bigger and bigger and bigger, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she had a, she had a she had a really small part in um in our film, not as big as the other ones, mainly because she she looked to me she looked like a dead ringer, because they were supposed to play the younger versions of the of the uh, cast in the film, and she just she looked so much like. Um, Gretchen, who played uh, played one of the older characters in the film, that you know that's why she ended up in that role. But um, 
So she had a really small part, but you know, um, we enjoyed having her on set. Yeah. Um. So, do, are do you guys are you guys going to any conventions coming up? I don't know. Um, I I'm not supposed to be. I'm not booked at um as a vendor anywhere. I usually like to go to care uh to a creature feature, which is in April. Um, I might go to that, but um, that would just be as a as a as a uh, patron. And then we might be at Carolina Fear Fest. I don't know. Outside of that, I don't have any plans to to go anywhere. I saw your little uh, your little jab at uh, uh, Matt Burns today with Tom Matthews. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't specifically at Matt Burns, but well, he was promoting um, it, so I just uh, you know, it's kind of laughing. Yeah, but uh, it was it was a jab at like you know that just, you know, it was written like that, but it was kind of funny, you know. Well, I mean, I, I, the only reason I posted is I said I made I commented and said something two days ago. That the name was misspelled. I don't know if they if if he uh, if they didn't see the comment, but yeah, I wrote two days ago and like, hey, just let you know, uh, Tom Matthews' name is misspelled. You know, because I mean, if I was Tom Matthews, I'd want my name spelled right. <laughs> Especially if it's spelled specifically that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would... I kept checking, and it, it I kept checking, and uh, and it's still the same. I'm like. Are they ever gonna fix it? And so I made made the meme out of it. So. I think uh, it's so funny because though uh, I, I wonder if they'll they'll announce you as a guest and it'll be David Keir. No, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if they ever do, they'll mis misspell my name on purpose because of that. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, that'll be kind of funny. Have you ever gotten that? Like, have you ever gotten Keir instead of Kerr? All the fucking time. Really. <laughs> Yes, ever since I was a kid, if someone didn't know my name, they thought they would say David Keir, David Keir, David Keir. That is, that is the go-to uh, pronunciation that people who don't know my last name would pronounce it as Keir. I'm sorry, but like I, I know, like I, I didn't when when I first didn't know you, and I still like heard your read your last name. I still called you Kerr. Because it doesn't make any sense to to say here, you know. With I don't get it either. Uh, if it to me, here is K E E R, right? K E or K I E R, right? I mean, yeah. to me, K E R, it's got two R's. Obviously, there's Her. a hard R in there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, so I yeah, I, I don't get it either. But you know, <laughs> I don't know. I I can see like. Yeah, you know, or something because it's got two R's, you know. But the 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 second uh, the second mispronounce mispronounce mispronunciation, which wasn't nowhere near as much as Kier, but I have been called David Carr before too. Carr, Carr. That that doesn't even have an A in it. Yeah, I. I don't get that one either. But David Carr or David Keir, um, it's funny. They rarely say Kerr. They're like, is it Carr or Keir? It's Kerr. Oh. I, I want to like fuck with people because my name is Jonathan. 
And I want to be like, oh, no, it's Joe Nathan. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it's just like if a if a telemarketer calls, it's like, is Jonathan there? And I'll be like, no, it's Joe Nathan. You yeah, know? Joe Nathan. You know, you have to Joe Nathan. <laughs> Joe Nathan Moadi. Moadi. Mo- Mo- yeah. Uh, God, if any nobody have ever called me Maddie, you know, <laughs> you know, Maldi. Maybe, maybe they'll call you Maldi. Maldi makes more makes makes as much sense as Kier. I know, I don't, I don't understand that at all. But uh, uh, people are just, you know, people are just weird these days. Like they can't pronounce shit, and uh, you know, and and then that's why all these slang starts getting made. <laughs> Because people can't pronounce it, so it becomes its own word. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like that's how I view it. You know, that's that's what's going on with our country right now. It's just or world. I don't know, whatever. But like the 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 weird freaking words people make up. Um, because there's like like there's they say "ite" instead of "all right." Yeah. When that started happening, uh, when I was younger, I was like, "Wait, what? Like, why don't you just say all right?" You know, <laughs> like, you know, and it just becomes like this thing where everybody just changes something and it becomes a completely sus. different word. Sus. Yeah. But that, sus. that sort of makes sus. That, that makes sense, you know, to say sus because it's suspicious or whatever. You know, that, like, I'm okay with that. that's yeah. abbreviation. Yeah. The shortening of the word. You know, I'm fine with that. But like, I guess, I guess that's I then, you know, isn't that the same, I guess? You know, it's just somebody just was like, I, I just don't want to say all, uh, I just don't want to say all right, all, all, A, L, L and R. I just want to go it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, we're I, I think, I think the thing I hate the worst is when they, when it, it's a real word, but they're using a different word that sounds like it in place of it. Have you seen that? Like, I can't think of an example. I, I know what you're talking about because something. I think I know what you're talking about because it drives me crazy too when somebody says a word that's similar. It's like it's like they got autocorrected wrong, and they just kept it. Well, mm-hmm. and that's 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 part of the that's yeah, and that's part of the new age slang is they'll use they'll say a different word. It sounds similar, but that's not the word. But that's what they call it now because somewhere along the way, someone got confused and they just stuck with it. Right, like somebody wrote something out on and and like a a message to somebody, and it came out wrong. And they're like, "Well, fuck it, that's just the new word. I'm just gonna yeah. go with that word now." And then it caught on somehow. I don't even know how any of this catches on because like people were talking about all these different slang words and like your buddy matt skinner our buddy matt skinner just you know goes crazy about this shit you know he doesn't understand anything (laughs) that people are saying uh yeah you know and so he'll he'll say these things i'll just kind of laugh about it because i'm like i have no idea you know um so you got so when's go away come out so go away uh we're i'm shooting to have it out uh by summertime what happened with that is we it's it's already released through our to our backers but after we did the backer version um 
shortened the film a bit and I re-edited. Um, I, I wasn't entirely happy with how the opening was. I re-edited the opening. I re-edited a couple of the uh, fight scenes. And um, then we got uh, some of the music was rescored. Uh, so we finished all of that and it is, it's been color graded, it's edited. The last final stage is, is my sound editor is uh, finishing the final sound. Mm-hmm. As soon as he's done, which he's had it for a while, I, once I get that back, I'm, I'm sending it off to distributors uh, to get, you know, to, you know, get offers. And hopefully if it's anything like Bloody Summer Camp after we signed with the distributor, they had it out in about three months. So Nice. Well, it sounds like, yeah, you guys are busy. You guys got the Indiegogo going for, uh, uh, right? Like, you're going to have an Indiegogo going. For, in uh, February, yeah. Uh, February, play some Camp 2 uh, Indiegogo. When, uh, do you know the date yet for it, or is that not? Not quite, but I'm thinking it's going to be mid-February, probably just around Valentine's Day. Nice. You know, what what a great Valentine gift, everybody. Go, go spend... You know, money on bloody summer camp too. Um, very happy to see Felicity exactly. back because yeah, I absolutely adore her. And uh, it, it's so funny when I'm watching like bloody summer camp. It kind of reminded me. There's another uh one she was in Caesar and Otto's summer camp massacre, and yeah, I I I love like I love the Caesar and Otto stuff. I'm good friends with Dave, like and and Paul. I love those guys to death. I don't know if you know them too well or or not but um yeah I, I don't really know him i spoke to dave a couple times on facebook but that's about it yeah he's a good guy i've had him on my radio show yeah. back in the day and he's i, and, I love their Paul. i love their movies they're really uh abbott and costello-ish yeah um i think they're hilarious uh honestly what's funny is um the original title that i wanted for bloody summer camp was summer camp uh summer camp Massacre. But uh, he had already he already had it with his film, so uh, yeah, that that was the the title that I originally wanted. Mm-hmm. Summer Camp. You're like, damn it, damn it, yeah. Dave. But I, I love that film. I, th- I thought that film was fucking hilarious. So. Once again, Felissa Rose in both of them, and um, and yeah. so yeah, and Felissa is one of the sweetest, most amazing people. I remember I she was at Scares at Kara one year, and we we've known each other we we've hung out you know and so we've even talked on the she was she told me um i don't know if i'm allowed to say this or not but she had told me about the victor crowley uh thing before it happened you know <laughs> you know yeah and uh she was she was wonderful uh very sweet girl and uh love her to death and so when i found out oh she's gonna be back because i mean yeah i should see bloody summer camp it's still on Tubi if i if i'm correct so Yep, Tubi, Amazon Prime, uh, even if you don't have those, Voodoo. Or you can buy it from Dave, you know, himself, you know. Uh, What's your website? So my website is slasher15.com. Slasher15.com, very simple, (laughs) you know. Um, So, yeah, go go buy his, because you you have a store there, right? Yeah, there's a store, and you can buy uh, buy the DVD or Blu-ray on there. Uh, do you have merch? Do you have like Slasher 15 merch there? 
I do. I have to connect it because we have a separate store for the merch. Uh, I do need to get that added to the website so that people can uh, pick up the merch. We got t-shirts, hats, all that stuff. Do you have mugs? I love mugs. I don't know why. I just uh, we we have mugs on hand, um, not on the store, but we do have. Uh, we you have sell them at the conventions and stuff. Yeah, we we still have some of the I survived. Nah, nice. All mugs. Yeah. Sweet. So yeah, for summers I collect them, and then it drives my family crazy. You know, <laughs> they take up too much space. You know, and everything. But I, I absolutely, I uh, you know, and I use every mug I can, you know, or whatever. So, yeah. um, but um, yeah, I'm really excited. You got so much stuff going on. Like, I mean, this year alone, I think you'll have at least two projects out, right? You'll have uh, you'll have Go Away that comes out. Then I believe Slasher Nurse will probably come out in the fall, or you know, or it'll. Something. We're yeah, we're shooting to. Now, Slash Nurse probably won't be out publicly this year, but we're shooting to have the premiere and hopefully have the backer copies out this year. So, yeah. That's awesome. You know, you're busy. So, um, it, it probably takes the longest to do, like, post-production, you know, and your and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, um, you know, pre-production, um takes a little bit of time and so does actual production filming and everything but post-production yeah if you're including editing and then and then if you're also including like uh the di distribution side of it getting the deliverables together and you know and shopping for distributors it's a pretty long process dang well congratulations because you're getting this shit out there you know thank you um, so yeah, everybody check out slasher15.com and check out all the stuff. I mean, sure, there's lots of information out there on that website. And uh, how how can people reach you if they uh, need to? Uh, so uh, we have a we have a Facebook page. We're facebook.com/slash/slasher15films. We are on Twitter uh, at Bloody Camp, or actually it's X now, but at Bloody Camp, uh, and we're on a uh, Instagram slasher fifteen films as well. We also are on Instagram as Bloody Summer Camp. Nice, yeah. I, like, are you really good at the social media stuff? Or are you like kind of like you let other people handle it? I I, I have I I do handle basically all of um all of our social media. I think uh, I've there. There's a couple of us on the on the slasher fifteen Facebook page. Um, but as far as like the Instagram and Twitter, I'm, I handle all of that. That's why you probably won't see me post as much on those because, I, you know, Facebook is usually our main, you know, source of information and stuff like that. Because it's where we get the most um, interactions is from Facebook. Yeah, I, it's it's so funny because like, I, I have a um, person who... Uh you know, does our, is supposed to do our social media stuff. And it's funny. Cause like, I'm like, you know, how do I, cause I would have to give him the stuff to do, to put out. Why wouldn't I just do it myself? You know? So I haven't gotten yeah. to a point where I'm so busy that, you know, but still like, there's like, I, yeah, I haven't got to that point where I'm like so big <laughs> enough where, 
I have somebody under me that's that's handling all the stuff to that other person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I haven't figured it out yet either. Like you said, I feel like if I have to delegate it, it's almost faster for me to just do it than than, than to give the people the stuff to do. Right. Like if you if you have content like a picture or something, you know, otherwise I would have to go, hey, go search for a picture to post or whatever, you know, and they might post the wrong picture that I don't want. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I, even though I have somebody who's been volunteering and been helping out when they can, um, I, unless it's, if it's like a announcement or it's something that's very important, I generally do it myself, you know, and I let, he, let that person to handle like the smaller, smaller stuff. And he's still like, if I promote something, he'll, he'll share it you know, to his page or whatever, which I think is great. But aside from that, I, you know, my, my uh, buddy Paul is just like, why don't you let him handle that? I'm like, cause I'd have to like tell him what to do and then <laughs> I might as well do it. You know, it just doesn't yeah. make any sense to me yet, you know, but one day if I get big enough, you know, where I'm making enough stuff or whatever, and I need, you know, somebody to, to step in and help out that that becomes a different thing different story yeah i'm sure one day it'll get that like that with you guys because you guys will continue to keep making stuff and get bigger and bigger stuff and then eventually you guys will need you know more help if i can like I say if i can ever figure out how to actually put the help put it off on someone else without me having to do half the work anyways yeah i mean it would, it would be a lot easier for me if i didn't have so much stuff to do but like i said i just I can't. Anytime I think about push putting something off on someone else, I'm like, well, then I gotta tell them how to do it, and then I, you know, what? Then you know that's gonna take some time, and then you know, have to give them the stuff that they need to do it. You know, it's like it's just easier for me to just do it. And then you gotta say what they need to say on the post. So and then I gotta like... see if they, then I gotta see if they did it right. So I'm gonna have to look yeah. it over. <laughs> yeah so it's once again it's like you're already doing it yourself anyway you know right like yeah. you know you don't want something to go out and then be like oh i didn't approve that you know so it's, just, it's sort of funny i don't know i think it's a it's sort of a comical situation you know in my opinion to, to do that but yeah it's nice when you're a big company like i follow a guy on youtube his name's gary v and he has everybody like you know making videos for him but he has like a huge like he has a company like a big fucking company and so he can hire 30 people to do his social media stuff right yeah and everything and people are like oh man i wish my videos were like yours dude your videos can't be like his because you don't have like millions of dollars to hire these people to do this you know like you're getting jealous over something that like you can't you know, like, you know, look at somebody smaller, you know, as like yeah. 2,000 people, maybe, you know, and then be jealous of those people and see what they're doing, yeah. you know. And I think that's the that should be a good thing for filmmakers to understand is like, don't be jealous of somebody who's really good at Indiegogo. If you're not really good at Indiegogo, that's fine, you know, concentrate on what you are good at and work on that. Uh, and don't be don't be don't be jealous be inspired oh that's that's a good that's a good line there um because yeah i, I think that's that's half the problem is like jealousy becomes uh becomes hate 
what is what's that uh yoda quote like you know this leads to the dark side because you know jealousy leads to hate leads to you know anger and all that shit and it's true like a lot of that you know it becomes a problem and then you're focused on them when you should be just focused on what you're doing you know yeah instead of instead of getting jealous and being bitter and just hating on someone see what they're doing and have that inspire you and motivate you to try and do it yourself right you know and and like you said never never compare yourself until you're at the same level as them don't see someone up here and then try to do it yourself and get pissed off because you're here and here you know work your way up and if you're here you know look at yourself compared to other people in that and like but never never look at it and and be mad that someone else is succeeding just um do your best and and appreciate where you're at you know yeah. some people some people think where where i am is a level of success and you know then i think that where someone else is is a level of success you know because we're always looking up Mm -hmm. You're not really looking around and, and appreciating where you're at because you're always looking at where you're not at. What is like your ultimate goal as a filmmaker? My ultimate goal would be uh, to do this, to be able to do this for a living um, and without a 40 hour job attached to it. Because right now, you know, the speed of what we put films out and, and what I can give attention to is based off of what I can get done when there's 40 hours of my life that's, that's you know, put somewhere else, you know. If I could make films and sustain finances to be able to do that, wake up in the morning, come in here, sit down at the computer, edit, you know, cast and do all that, I'd be able to put more films out. I'd be able to, you know, to put more attention into our films. That that's that'd be my goal. Is just um, if if this be, if this becomes a actual, um, I guess you could call it financial success in the sense of paying the bills. Really. Yeah, like uh, I mean, do you? Do you have like dreams of, of being a Hollywood director or do you want to like always stay at the indie level? Um, now I don't as I don't think it's necessarily that I don't, you know, that I don't want it, but I just don't foresee me ever doing a blockbuster film, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm not saying that, that if, if we didn't, if I didn't somehow end up that, with the offer that I wouldn't, take it but you know in my perspective what i see i don't see that as as being something that i'll end up at i see myself as trying to be successful in the indie film world but not like again not that i wouldn't accept an offer if i if i thought it was you know worth doing you know if i thought i wasn't gonna fuck it up um but yeah my 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 gauging of success my eyes are in the indie world right it was so funny back in the day uh bruce campbell on his uh in his book uh chins kick kill uh he had like a whole chapter that was like i believe called like um uh the bigger uh the bigger or the 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 bigger the project 
the lesser the role or something like that, you know, or whatever, you know? So like if he was in a big time, like he was in Congo and stuff and he had a small role. Right. But then if he yeah. did like, uh, you know, running time, which was an in independent short or not short feature, but independent feature, he did, um, you know, he was the lead, you know, and stuff like that. Now, then he did bird notice and that kind of changed his, you know, his world, I think, and everything. But for a while, that was really how he believed. He believed that, you know, and I think some people feel that way. Like maybe, you know, sometimes the, the bigger the thing, the smaller the the role for them, you know, in some way or another, um, or the, the bigger, uh, the, uh, the smaller, the project, the, the bigger, the role they have, you know? And yeah. Well, and definitely in indie filmmaking, uh, that, that is true as far as your, um, your control and your, your, um, abilities, like, indie films, I don't, if I'm doing a, a film, it's, I have 100% creative control. If I ever do a blockbuster film, my creative control is going to be limited to what people tell me I could do. You know, mm -hmm. so like I said, it's not not that I wouldn't, but you know, that's not that's not something that I I foresee. I'm just I'm just hoping to make it where I'm at. You know, exactly. And you're doing good, dude. You're out there. You're getting your shit done. You know, you're on Tubi. I mean, to to me, being online and being on. You know, having a movie on a streaming platform of any kind is a big achievement. You know, um, yeah. I think people, you know, don't appreciate where they are. And like you said before, they, they want to go up and they look higher, you know. So, like, they don't appreciate, like, where they are at that moment. And instead, you know, for me, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not where I am exactly want to be, but it's a journey you know, to get there exactly where I want to be, you know, and I'm kind of like you, I'd, I'd, I'd like to do this full time without having to have a job, like a regular job or whatever, you know? Yeah. But. And I'm appreciative of where I'm at. I do. Uh, we, I acknowledge um, we have milestones, you know, there, and I, every time we reach a milestone, I'm proud and it, it, it encourages me. Like when we did our first film curses slash years, you know, the fact that we got a distribution on that, you know, it mm -hmm. was a small, it was a tiny distributor in Texas, but we got distribution, you know, the fact that it got on Amazon Prime, you know, to hell was what the movie was like. The fact that I got a movie on Amazon Prime, you know, that was a, a milestone. With Return of the Slashing Earth, we got it on Troma, you know, Troma Now, the fact that we got, we can technically say we have a Troma film. You know, and then you know, Bloody Summer Camp, we got on a decent distributor, you know, with Gravitas Ventures, and then you know, with um, with every crowdfunder, you know, we raise more and more money, and we're getting bigger budgets, and so you know, every film, I look at the things that that we that we've done that that we've accomplished that we didn't that we didn't accomplish prior, so and they're they're always. Um, it's always motivation motivation for me, the fact of looking like, yes, you know, this is the most money we've raised on a crowdfunder. This is the biggest budget that we've got, you know. We were able to do this. We were able to accomplish this. And um, always setting new goals, you know. I always wonder, 
you know, what goal are we going to accomplish next? You know, what, what's the next thing that we're going to be able to do that we haven't done before? That's awesome, dude. I'm, I'm very, you know, uh, I'm very happy to see like your progress as it goes, you know, as you said, like this next stuff you accomplish, you know, like you can cross that off and then you go on, hopefully on to the next and you don't hopefully, you know, everybody wants to go keep rising and not slide back at all, you know? So just, I guess, keep doing it, dude. Thank you, man. I mean, we're trying, you know, um, like I said, we, uh, Every film, we always say every film, we try to make it better than the previous one. You know, that, that's our goal is to continue to progress. Uh, and that's what you got to do. Um, I think there are filmmakers out there, especially indie filmmakers out there that don't progress. They just do the same thing every single time. And that's fine if that's what works for you, whatever, if you're happy. But after a while, the audience that's watching your films kind of gets a little bored, you know, by it and, you know, wants you to grow as an, as an artist, you know, or whatever. And uh, the fact that you, it sounds like you're growing as an artist each time because like you want to, you know, you don't want to stay stagnant and do the same thing. You know, you want people to go, Oh man, that was great. Oh, the next movie. Oh, that's even better. You know? Yeah, and uh, like you said, the ones that the ones that that just kind of stay, uh, you know, like I said, if that if that's where you're happy, also. Um, but if you if you're not getting better, chances are your pro your audience probably isn't going to grow. Mm. You know, um, my goal is is to get more of a following by making our films better and making our films appealing and liked by more people. Maybe you didn't like, you know, Return of the Slashers, but I, I feel like we got fans on Bloody Summer Camp that we didn't have would return and would go away. You know, we were trying to, trying to get new people to like our stuff. Even if they maybe didn't like Bloody Summer Camp, maybe they'll like, uh, you know, maybe they'll like go away. If we make the quality better, if we try to get better actors, if we try to, you know, try to upgrade everything, maybe we can get more people who maybe they didn't like what we were doing before. Maybe they'll like, like what we're doing now. You know, the, the more you progress and better your films get, the more of a chance you have of broadening your audience. And the more audience you get, the more fans you get, you contribute to again, make you get better. You, know, you get fans, they contribute, you you know, make the film better to get more fans. So. Exactly. That's what you gotta do. Just keep keep making the next project and then if it drives up sales, if people are, you know, whatever. I mean, sometimes you find out that the movie wasn't what you thought, you know, like was it gonna do as well as you thought it did? And then and that's a learning experience, you know. Yeah. And it's it's a wonderful thing. Um I I always laugh because you know people are always like oh I never I never read bad reviews or whatever of my work and, <laughs> and I love reading bad reviews of my work um because I want to see what people think I did wrong you know I don't like the ones yeah. that just say this sucks like I want somebody to tell me this sucks because this 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 and this and you know I might agree with them I might not you know like I'm always a little. You know, when I did Scary Story Slumber Party, it was a little, you know, like 
I, I know the problems more than anybody else, you know, like I see the stuff that I should have done better each time I watch it, you know, like, yeah. and so if somebody's like, oh, I hated it because of this, or it was boring or whatever, you know, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm sorry it didn't appeal to you, but, you know, some people did like it and some people didn't like that's some people like Gone with the Wind, some people don't, you know. Does that yeah. make it a does that make it a bad movie or not? I don't know. Like that's you know, up to you to decide yourself personally, you know. I I hundred percent agree. I I read every single article, I find every view, I watch every review. If someone said something about my film, I want to read it. Some of them are gut punches, some of them admittedly you know i'll wake up and if i see a negative review it might put me in, in a bad mood for a while it's not going to linger though you know just maybe right after reading it it might get to me but you know i kind of get over it but i mean when i find the positive reviews you know when i wake up and find the positive reviews they really fucking motivate me when i see the people that i know or this is the audience you know the negative reviews, that's not the audience. But when I see the positive reviews, I'm like, I have an audience. I have fans. I have people that got what we were doing. And the negative ones, I 100% agree with you. I can read a negative review as long as it's not just fucking trash. Um, if you're shitting on the actors and, and you're just being hateful, um, there's no there's no sense in that. But if you're giving me if you're giving me a constructive review and saying, well, the film was too long, uh, the editing, you know, the editing could have been done a little bit better. I didn't like how they did this, or you know, well, the sound was a little messed up, or you know, the lighting was too dark. If you're giving reasons why you didn't like it, um, that's good. That's helpful information. That tells me what you know what I want to improve on. But if you're just like, oh, this, this is the worst fucking film I've ever seen. Or this film fucking sucks. Oh, this film looks like it was uh, filmed on, on a cell phone. You know, those are just hateful people that just you know, yeah. want to want something to bitch about. And I never do that. Like if I'm on Letterboxd and I'm reviewing a movie, I won't ever write like a one or two like word review like this sucks or sucks or whatever because yeah, um, I wouldn't want somebody to do that for me. So I usually. You know, if I really like something, I'll say it. If I don't like something, I'll go, ah, this wasn't for me, but, but because of this, this, this. And then um, there's there's a filmmaker out there that does the same stuff every single movie, you know, and he calls it a style. I'm like, dude, people walking around for a whole movie doesn't doesn't make it a style. It just makes it boring, you know, like, yeah. you know, and, and stuff. And so I kind of get annoyed when I see... You know, when I see that, because I'm like, dude, people are telling you in constant reviews how to fix your stuff, you know, to make it better. And you're choosing to ignore it because you think you have a style. It's not, you know, I, I just get annoyed yeah. by that. I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't care for 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 filmmakers who who don't want to, um, you know, I, I won't watch movies unless I'm reviewing it for like one of my uh indie film cafe stuff i will not review people or i uh, will not watch a movie done by people who just don't want to grow you know like yeah just... the two the two reviews that i that i cannot stand 
are, again, are the ones that hatefully shit on the actors because whether or not you think that their acting is bad, um, you can say that you didn't think the acting was great or that the acting was poor, but like just to be hateful about it and say, you know, these fucking actors, they, they fucking suck and you know, acting shit. You know, anything that's, that's targeting or even targeting specific actors is really cruel. And then there's the ones who are like, uh, I cut this off 10 minutes in. Then you shouldn't be fucking reviewing it because you didn't watch the film. Yeah. I actually had I had a review taken down on Letterboxd because they said I turned this film off 10 minutes through. I got them to, to remove it because I commented, I submitted it and said, they admitted through their own words they did not watch this film, so they should not review it. And they took it down. Yeah, that's shit. That, that, absolutely. If I've only watched 10 minutes of a movie, I'm not reviewing it because, you know, it would be like me doing Indie Film Cafe coming on and saying, oh, we only lasted, we only watched Hip Hop Locos for, for, for five minutes or whatever. And then we had to turn it off. Like, then you can't read. Well, yeah. Then what's your review? Yeah. Like, I had to watch the whole fucking shitty ass movie but you well, know i did there's it, you know? there's some there's a couple of reviews where people said well it started off slow but it got better in the second half you know okay even if the first 10 minutes suck yeah how how you know the movie didn't get better after that you know or you know yeah yeah exactly like maybe i can at least i can at least respect it if you say you turn it off halfway through at least you fucking gave it tried. a chance you yeah. tried. You just couldn't get through it. But even then, you shouldn't be reviewing it because you hadn't watched yeah. the whole thing. If you had watched the whole thing of something, you can say it on your on your Facebook. You can say, "Oh, I tried watching this movie, but I only got halfway through, or I only got ten minutes in." That's fine. That's not a review. That's just your opinion, you know, yeah. of the movie or whatever. And that's fine. But to actually go on Letterbox or IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes and and give a score. You know, yeah. oh, this is a zero, which, you know, people don't think about that, but that brings the score down to whatever. And if you didn't watch the whole fucking movie, you should not be be doing a score, you know? Yeah. Um, It's not fair. And then there's the people who like, uh, I, I think they're paid by other companies to go and just bring down, bring down movies that haven't even been watched. There was. There's one guy that was going around saying this sucks on everything, and he did it on one movie that wasn't even out yet. Nobody had ever seen <laughs> it, and he said this yeah. sucks. And the the people wrote under it back then was like, "How do you know? You haven't seen it. Like, it doesn't make it." Yeah, I, I tried to get a couple of reviews, uh, not maybe not reviews, but ratings that I found on IMDb uh, taken off because this was before Bloody Summer Camp had come out. Um, I think it had, it had premiered. We had shown it a couple times, but there were no copies out yet. But yet we had a couple of reviews that were from outside the country. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what you uh, the same thing I'm talking about, where it just says this sucks, you know? Well, it, 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 I don't think those were even reviews. It was just a rating. Like I oh. looked at, I looked at, the, yeah, I looked at the the rating information. And there was like a, a like it was a, it was a call, it was like only two, but it was like two that was like out of the U.S. And I'm like, this is impossible because the fucking thing is only shown in theaters in America. They still wouldn't take it down there. IMDb is hard, man. Like, yeah. And I had one person 
uh, screw with my IMDb. They went on my IMDb and changed my information and my my trivia and like my bio and and then put a fake picture up there on me. And I still haven't gotten the fake picture down. Like I can't. God damn! You know, really? Yeah, because I keep <laughs> saying this is not me, and yeah. it's on my account, and they they haven't gotten rid of it. So it's they've got. If you look at it, you can look at it right now. It's Stro from uh, Rob Kellum, you know, who uh, great actor, but, but he's not me. Looks nothing like me. He's a professional wrestler, but whoever did it thought it would be funny to to fuck with my IMDb like that. And I don't know who it is. And I mean, I have guesses, but like until I, you know, they're innocent until proven guilty, like we've talked about before. I don't I yeah. don't know if they've done it or not. And I'm not going to confront them about something, you know, because whatever could have been some random person, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the sad thing about IMDb is anybody can do whatever they want. It's like Wikipedia. They can just edit anything and they'll allow it. Oh. You know? Well, it's it's really easy to add shit. It's not so easy to take it down. Right. Um, so on Bloody Summer Camp, um, someone added uh, two... And that, now, it is from our film, but someone added two pictures of two of the cast members from certain parts of the film. And it, but it was like, and it was like the first couple pictures that came up. And being that it's my fucking movie and I'm the director, you know, I wrote the IMDb and like, um, I didn't put these pictures on here. I think these pictures are inappropriate, uh, to be, you know, I don't, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd like them taken down and they, they wouldn't take it. They're still up now. I mean, don't get me wrong. Again, it's from the movie, but I just didn't feel like it should have been on the IMDb page. I felt like it was disrespectful. I don't know who the fuck added them. Because anyone can change our IMDb page. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's when, that's like some bitter shit, you know, like when people do that, like, because they're just right then and there, they're just actually fucking with your business, you know, and stuff. Well, so. I, yeah, I mean, I didn't care too much about about us. I was more or less like, I, I didn't think it was, it was fair to the actresses. You know that they chose those specific pictures to put on there. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, that that didn't need to be on there. But I mean, yeah, and IMD, IMDb didn't do shit about it. You know, they yeah. they'll put they'll put anything on there, but taking it off is a nightmare. Yeah, well, because I mean, you know, if you have like an IMDb Pro account, it feels like you can do almost anything. You know, like they give those people like carte blanche to do whatever they want. Um. I, I was able to get rid of all the trivia stuff that was negative and all and then change my bio. Um, but I couldn't change it back to what it was. I had to come up with a brand new bio, which I was fine with because I didn't really like the old bio. You know, yeah. I wanted to change it at some point anyway. Uh, so in a way, they did do me a favor. But my trivia, I forgot what I put on my trivia except for one thing. And they had changed everything else from my trivia to be random shit and I it, stuff like working at McDonald's or some shit, which I never did, you know, or Wendy's or something, you know, and shit like that. I'm like, what the you know, like <laughs> you're, you're now just being very juvenile, you know? Yeah. And you think you're funny, but the problem is you're like fucking with people's like careers, you know, like 
people see that like you know like they look at your imdb and they they see they, they want to see if they want to work with you you know um and so it's it's a pain in the ass but what can you do all you can do is just try to get things taken down or fixed or edited and and then hope that like not that many people see it but you know it, it's funny i was hanging out with the. Uh, do you know troy froman he's an actor uh, i don't think so he was in like say by the bell um he played ox the jock guy but uh he has his own deli and i went out was in California, went out and hung out with them. And he was like, can I ask you a question? And I was like, sure. And he goes, what's up with this? And he showed me the picture and I was like, <laughs> you know, I was like, uh, he was like, do you want me to get it taken down? I'm like, uh, I'll try to get it taken down at some point. It's just, it's a pain in the ass, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if he can just get it taken down, you know? Uh, I think you have to be the, the owner of the page, you know, or whatever, but it's just so it's such a you know like he's bringing that up to me i'm like oh no if he saw that that means other people are looking at my imdb and seeing that so it's a pain yeah. in the ass but i mean whatever um anyway i'm so glad we got a ch chance to chat um and i know like you said that the indiegogo is coming out so when it when it does i will post it up here so people can check it out but uh i guess by the time that this comes out will be a little earlier than when the uh, Indiegogo actually like releases. So, um, you know, maybe a couple of weeks before, you know, so when it does, I will post it and then we can, you can repost this, you know, thing or whatever and get people excited, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, everybody but... check out their Indiegogo coming up and uh, help them out. Go to slasher15.com. I re I'd highly recommend getting bloody summer camp. Um, I really, really enjoyed that movie. Um, uh, Michael and I did a review of it together. We just had a blast chatting about it, um, which is really weird because, you know, he did, we did a bloody summer camp for him and then scary story slumber party for me. So it was a little weird because, you know, we're, we're reviewing our own, <laughs> you know, movies <laughs> or whatever that we are part of, but it's not a review. It's more like, well, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's helpful. I mean, he, he's not a part of it, but at the same time, you're there to not only uh, to discuss it with them, you know? So, I mean, it, it, I think it was great. It was a great idea. It's like, so you have one person who was really reviewing it. And then the other guy who was there to assist and, and provide information about. It. Exactly. Yeah. That was fun. And then when we did scary story, slumber party, I was just, I'm basically all I wanted to do was tell people about, all the things that like they might not know about the project or whatever, you know, like little behind the scenes tidbits and stuff. And I think, and he did that for bloody summer camp because he would tell us things that happened on the set. That was pretty cool, you know? And, and uh, I mean, I'm sure like any set, there are private things that don't get discussed, you know, or whatever and, and whatnot, but that it was, it was a fun show. And so I, I suggest everybody check that out for horror film lovers. It was like the season three finale. And so the season four opener was scary story. So, you know, and I'd suggest watching uh bloody summer camp first, you know, before doing that, because then you'll know what we're talking about. Cause we, I, I tried to get as detailed as possible with stuff with questions, you know, like that he might know that kind of, made me wonder while I was shooting it, you know, and everything. And I'm sure there's lots more that you'd be able to tell, 
you know, so maybe we'll have you come back at some point and do, you know, yeah, a, man, be... a chat about it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that'd be great, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, so everybody, check out Slasher 15 and David Kerr, not Kier, you know? So, <laughs> or what, what, Carr, you know, David Carr. Or, yeah. Yeah, no, it's David Kerr. So, um, do you like David or Dave? Because you go by both. Um, yeah, usually Dave. Dave. Okay. Yeah, usually my my family is the only ones that any, anymore that really call me Dave. So. It's it's usually if they're mad at you, right? Like your yeah, your mom uses your full <laughs> my mom name. Yeah, you know your middle name too, and everything. Then you know you're in trouble. You know when they break <laughs> that out. You know that's the only that's the only time you hear your middle name. That's what it's for, is so you know you're in trouble. I know. Like I don't think. Yeah, literally, I think. There's no other reason for a middle name. I wonder about the people who don't have a middle name, if they, if they're not as scared, you know. <laughs> their parents like yell out, they're they're just their two names, you know, and they're like, ha, you don't scare me. I don't have a middle name. Um, <laughs> all right, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed this and uh, join me in two weeks. I'll have another guest. Don't even know who I'm. Haven't interviewed anybody yet, so no idea. But uh, we'll have a fun show for you guys. Uh, but until then, everybody, talk to you later. Bye. Take it easy.